0: On this episode, we discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: The longest superhero movie ever, the most expensive director's cut in film history, and only the second major motion picture to have the word Zack in the title. Sorry, Justice League. Zack and Miri make a porno got there first.
0: The flop house. I am Dan McCoy. Heck yeah, and
1: I'm Stuart Wellington. And this is Elliot Kalen. Hey! Oh, oh, ho! Oh, oh. Big energy. Well, in we, with we, used, of, we used up a lot of energy. That was yeah. too much. I don't have anything left. I'm going to go lie All down right. now. Uh, hey, a little more yeah. gas
0: in the tank. So I, I know what the, the listener is thinking right now. They're thinking Justice League. These jerks don't realize they already talked about Justice League. Well, oh boy, let me spin you a tale. There's a gentleman called Zachary Snyder, who is Uh a visionary director and thus uh, deserving of, I don't know, having his every whim (laughs) fulfilled. So internet nerds have insisted upon this cut. Elliot, you look raring to give uh, more context to this, so...
1: I did. Go well, right the first ahead. context I wanted to give was, hi, this is the Flophouse. We're a podcast <laughs> no. where we watch a bad movie no. then we talk about it. Okay. Uh, the other context I want to give was, you're right, Dan. This is the legendary Snyder Cut. It could only be brought about because of a huge campaign of fan activism, online bullying, and resources that, you know, might have probably been spent on making a new movie or just arguably things that the world needs more than a cut of the Justice League movie. But, uh, hey, we don't need to get into uh, all the backstory because there's a little bit of uh, tragedy in it. Uh, Needless Uh to say, there was – Zack Snyder was making the Justice League movie. Then he had to leave because of a uh, family tragedy that's very sad. Then Joss Whedon came in to finish it, and nobody liked that version of it. And now that Joss Whedon is officially canceled, it's time for Zack Snyder to step up and take the helm again. That's right. It's mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League. A leaner, meaner, streamlined nope. Justice nope. League. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> it's just a fast machine <laughs> no. that keeps its motor nope. clean. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Uh,
2: I do want to point out, um, before we get into too much of the meat of this, that... Uh, that Zack Snyder has made uh, a fair amount of charitable efforts with uh, this cut of, the, of Justice League. I believe they uh, they're donating some of their money and yada yada. So that's oh, that's yeah. all
1: cool. I feel like I feel like the way that Zack Snyder himself has handled this has been super reasonable and above board. And I it's I only the only people that I blame that I uh, I put any. Uh, discussed on are the subset of fans that wanted this so badly that they made other people's lives difficult and unpleasant yeah and there is and will
2: probably continue to do so now that they've been vindicated
1: well and yeah now that they've been rewarded i mean there are already are already calls for the a different cut of suicide squad which Uh i mean unless you're just gonna add a hundred more songs to that movie i don't know what else you can do with it but yeah so i mean and as Stuart
0: alluded to, or wait, sorry, as Elliot alluded to in his joke, and Stuart uh, uh, roundly rejected, this is a longer cut of the movie. This is a long uh, cut. It is a four-hour cut of Justice League. Uh, uh-huh. What
2: Available on the least useful streaming service, HBO Max. It is useful because they have a good selection of shit. It is not useful because their uh, user interface is the worst of all fucking I, streaming services. Again, oh, no. H- I
0: direct you to Stars, where they just dumped H- a bunch of movies <laughs> under the category movies and <laughs> left it at that.
2: I mean, they're movies, by the way, Dan. I mean, Come what on, else Dan. can you say? Okay. I will
1: say that HBO Max, the, the breadth of their... Content is only matched by the slowness of the app's loading when you want to like, use
2: it. I do like that they have a. Uh, they currently have a section under famous Aries actors <laughs> because I like to pick my movies based on my uh, my uh, knowledge of their horoscope. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so anyway, this is a long cut of the film, uh, and as such, uh, rather than have an extra long flop house, since we already have extra long flop houses. We are going to. It's called
1: every episode.
0: Yeah, we're going to do a our very first two-parter flop house. What what momentous event could possibly (laughs) deserve such treatment? Oh, other than visionary director Zack Snyder. So this is covering uh, the first four chapters, uh, which goes up to about two twenty in the film.
2: What what's great about it is that you have just uh, buried the lead there because one of the biggest changes is that he breaks the movie down into chapters with chapter headings.
0: Oh headaches. yeah, 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 that's true.
1: And the chapters the chapters have a quote at the beginning from each from a character in that chapter, and I was just glad to see that the only thing I don't like about the wire. Was continued by another by another visionary uh-huh. in their work because I think it is super ridiculous that every episode of The Wire starts with a quote that is attributed to one of the characters in the episode, like it's a like a it's an epigraph we're supposed to recognize, <laughs> and then you see a character say it in the episode, and you're like, oh, so that so they were just was that a, they were just a warning that mm-hmm. that was going to be said at some point in the episode. Everything else about The Wire, super big fan of. But anyway, <laughs> Justice League. We'll file this
0: under uh, <laughs> complaints comma. Elliot's weird.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> now, here's the. Th- Speaking of weird Elliot comments, uh, not a complaint, but uh, so I think a lot of people. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about this movie, and we'll get into it later. And I, I would like to reserve final judgments mm. until we watch the whole thing, if possible. Yes. But that it has received a lot of positive appraisal in a way that the first movie didn't. And I want to say this. Here's my thesis statement for how I will be engaging and interacting with this particular textual work. Yes. Uh-huh. This movie, I don't think it is the Citizen Kane of superhero movies, but I think it may possibly be the Matthew Barney's Craymaster cycle of superhero movies, a kind of strange, overlong personal interpretation of myth that involves a lot of, like— very like uh effects and things that are ma- not meant to appear realistic or to resemble anything in the real world but exists on a sort of metaphorical level so as we get into the plot uh i'm gonna there might be moments where i point out just kind of cray master moments where i'm like yeah. Yeah, yeah this reminds me of matthew barney's seven sure. to nine hour i forget how long epic about uh the early sexual differentiation inside of fetuses uh as mm. seen through the life of uh of uh of gary gilmore and harry houdini and the guggenheim museum and a bunch of other things
2: and i'll be comparing it to different moments featured in the niebling slide uh oh, wow which <laughs> Great. which i think you'll see it's gonna match up quite a bit yeah there
1: too. I, oh, I mean i mean if any if there's ever been a movie that i would say uh might be qualifying as some sort of wagnerian what is it come Kunstwerk, whatever is it the, the, yep. the complete artwork uh uh-huh. That's I'm a, my pronunciation is terrible. This is edging towards that, and there's a and there's a real use of leap motifs. Oh know? yeah, certainly, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, I, fa- in the in the fact that every time you see one Roman, the same exact piece of music plays like this is The Departed and just hitting that Dropkick (laughs) Murphy's needle drop every single time.
2: Well, yeah, and watching it with, watching it with, uh, with subtitles, uh, because, you know, I like doing that because I, you know, because I was hitting the treadmill while I was doing it, which I feel like, (laughs) I
0: feel like (laughs) Zack
2: Snyder would approve of.
0: Also, you Um, kind of need it. You kind of need it. We were watching it and like, we went like, like 15 minutes in and then Audrey, like, just like with a pleading voice, like, can we turn the (laughs) subtitles on? Because there's a lot of muttering in it.
2: (laughs) I, I, I need to know if an ancient lamentation is playing. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what, Elliot? I think that you and I actually, are, are, I don't want to spoil anything, our, our thinking might be simpatico on this movie, but uh, I, I have also have a theory, but I'll save it for later. It's not... Okay, can't okay. wait to hear
1: Dan's theory. That's an official. That's like a foreshadowing not, of what's gonna happen.
0: It's not so much a theory, but it. Well, we'll see.
1: Part one. It Part turns out one. your theory is that sources are very narrow at one end, very much <laughs> much wider in the middle, and then very narrow again uh-huh. at the other end. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like brontosaurus are who is the stock model for Gildenbrand brand T-shirts,
0: <laughs> Elliot. The, I can't. The only reason I can't give you a wedgie right now, besides uh, social distancing and the fact that uh, and literal distancing, is that I knew what you were referencing. So,
1: if you got that reference, then you do not deserve to give me. Yeah, I am I'm
0: implicated in it as well. Okay, part one. Part one is titled "Don't Count on It, Batman." Uh, mm-hmm. and uh so this cut of justice league rather than a big that's, in- uh, I,
1: th- oh. so that's referring to the scene where batman receives a broken calculator
0: yeah don't or can yeah, havocus don't <laughs> don't don't cat on this there's some beads missing um so <laughs> <laughs> unlike the uh theatrical cut of justice league which um i believe started with more of sort of an info dump of uh of of steppenwolf nonsense and hypercubes or whatever the fuck they're called um,
1: uh, mother boxes. Mother boxes. They only mention that the phrase a thousand times in the movie. Yeah,
0: whatever. I mean, they don't mention it that much in this cut because they're like, you don't understand. Who cares?
1: Like that's kind of the Zack Snyder. I am Iron- slightly
2: nervous of this summary now.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, I no. Mean, got... Ironically, and we'll get to it. I feel like this movie lays out the information much more clearly by yeah. by than the than the first movie. The first. I cut.
0: I kind of agree, but then I also have an, this is this ties into what I was going to say. Anyway, don't count on it, Batman, Superman. In this vert cut of it it begins with Superman dying as he did uh at the beginning of what Batman versus Superman Dawn of justice or end of yes, rather now, end of it
1: yeah now, now Dan uh is this in regular Mo or is it in fast no, Mo What's, this What what Mo in is the this the slowest
0: in? Mo that you can <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: glacial Mo <laughs>
0: Yeah you get regular Mo from the Simpsons and you're like can we turn him down <laughs> like eight notches. Pump the brakes, so, please. <laughs> and we see Superman. He's he dies so loud that everyone across the world hears it. You, uh-huh. Like the just like his death scream goes all over the place. Uh, yeah, and- it's like.
2: Oh
0: yeah, exactly. It's like (laughs) it's like when uh, the the in the Mummy when he's running away from the sun, you can see the sound waves traveling across the world. Mm -hmm. Oh man, uh, remember the Mummy guys? What a movie! What a movie! Uh, People, uh, you know, such luminaries as Cyborg hear it, and it also. I mean, wait, just
1: just for the record, just for the record, he does not outrace the sun in the first Mummy movie. It's in Mm. one of the Mummy sequels. Okay, yeah, I think that it's was mummy two important, important. Yeah, correction. it's not. I don't think it's the Dragon's Emperor's Tomb <sighs> one. Oh, oh, that's boy. part three. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so um, Cyborg hears it.
0: Yeah, Cyborg hears it. it. It it wakes up one of these mother boxes. Uh, that'll be important later. Anyway, meanwhile, Bruce, what's up with Bruce Wayne, everyone's favorite you know billionaire? <laughs> he is going to. He's goes to the mountains. Uh, in, in, in this house on the sea, he's asking about a guy. Who comes and he uh, feeds everyone fish, but they don't want to tell him where he is. But one of them is Aquaman. We know this uh-huh. because we've seen the other version
1: of Justice League. We've seen Aquaman <laughs> also, by now, and you've seen the you've seen the posters that have Jason Momoa as, <laughs> as Aquaman. Aquaman. Like it's yeah. yeah, and so and he's
2: like a, like a rough and tumble dude, right? He's just like man, whatever.
1: I'm don't nobody can pin me down. Yeah, and I'm a of the seas, maybe. Well- well, like Thor in uh, the last Avengers movie where he's like wasted all the time. That's Aquaman in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So like the bottom of the barrel version of Thor is Aquaman. Well, but anyway. he's so
2: fucking cut up, dude. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, he's in such
1: good shape. Oh, my God. I
2: just couldn't stop looking at those abs. At one point, he takes his fucking tank top off to go swimming. And I'm like... But he's wearing jeans to swim. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That is one of my
0: major problems with the movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, the fact also that he, he, he takes doesn't, his he shirt doesn't... off,
0: but not his jeans to because swim. Because you want to see what's
1: under there. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, because he's he also that he doesn't swim so much as flies through the water. That bothered me more because I'm like, how mm-hmm. is he creating traction? I buy. It, it also bothered near. Namor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Namor's like, use the little wings on your
2: ankles. This is this is the dumbest thing in the world, but. I like Namor more than Aquaman. I know it's a dumb thing to bring oh. up on this stupid podcast we do, but
1: I like Namor a lot. He's, he's a, a core going weird character. thousand percent. Namor's great. Namor is, yeah. what. Well, here's the, okay, uh, this is not related to Justice League at all, but the thing about Namor that I love is one, mm-hmm. he is a total jerk, but yeah. he's a total jerk with it for a reason, which is why, he, literally his kingdom's been destroyed by the surface world. Why should he not dislike and be an arrogant jerk to the surface world? Uh-huh. Why not? You know?
2: And he also is trying to steal Sue Storm away from uh, Reed Richards, like ravishing recruit of uh, Randy Savage. Reed Richards, which one?
1: No, yeah, of course he deserves Reed Richards. Reed Richards is a. Here's the thing: Namor is a jerk, and he knows he's a jerk. Reed Richards is a jerk, but he thinks he's a nice guy. So Namor, yeah. he's yeah. a jerk who knows he's a jerk. Reed Richards, kind of he's jerk. a jerk who thinks he's a nice guy, which is kind of worse. That's the worst kind. You got a promising young woman, Reed Richards. Show, teach him a lesson, okay, Dan? So Aquaman, <laughs> oh, he gets asked to be in the Justice League. Uh, <laughs> Does he say yes or no?
0: Well, yeah, you know, they, no. It's a cute. They have a cutesy scene where they pretend like, oh, Aquaman. He pretends, Bruce pretends he doesn't already know this guy's Aquaman. Aquaman's pretending he's not Aquaman. Uh, you know, they're in Iceland. Aquaman has a great brown sweater. Um, it looks great. Like, yeah,
2: you just want to bury your fucking
0: face in that. <laughs> well, shit. as a woman does later on while singing an <laughs> yeah, Icelandic lament. But uh, yeah, Aquaman's like I don't know anyone, anyone, anything, and he goes into the water and the women sing in Icelandic for a long time because this it. is the Zack Snyder cut <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> it is
2: a long time. Now, I hate to pump the brakes, guys, but we've already we've talked about how there there's uh, chapter titles. But there's also something specific about this movie. That's right. Just like First Cow, it's shot like it's in a
1: square box, right? <laughs> to preserve
2: Zack Snyder's artistic integrity. It's what, 4-3? shot in 4-3?
1: It's 4-3. This is the thing that does not bother me. There is no natural format for movies. in terms, No, it's as fine. As I'm as just understood. joking around. Yeah, yeah, but it is it is an interesting choice for a for what would normally be kind of like a big widescreen movie. Here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to mention well, this was all going to be IMAX, things. right? This was that was the point.
0: This is 4-3 yeah, because why of I was gonna... IMAX reason. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Is, is that why should... First so, Cow was shot like that? Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> First IMAX. Cow is an IMAX was meant to be for IMAX and then COVID, the theaters oh, all shut down. look at how big
0: those c- cakes are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, give me them cakes.
2: <laughs> you can uh, fucking
1: feel them. <laughs> so, uh just looking at our Craymaster listings, uh uh, some uh, some women singing an Icelandic dirge as one of them buries her face in a superhero sweater is that's pretty damn mastery. And also the fact that it, how long is that Superman death sequence? Bruce Wayne doesn't get to that village until like eight and a half minutes into the movie, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Almost nothing happens in the movie that we haven't seen before. And for the first women- eight minutes. Yeah. And there's women singing in
2: Icelandic. That's like the nymph singing uh, Rheingold, dude. It's the same thing. <laughs>
1: Very much oh, wow. so. It's, wow. This is like a regular lipstick traces right here. We're finding links for uh, art real... throughout the generations, you know, yeah.
0: centuries. Who says we're not real critics? Anyway, uh, so Superman's <laughs> mom is visiting his grave. Everyone's sad about Superman. She's moving out of her house, just foreclosed. <laughs> Jeez, moving out. Yeah, Lois is uh, sad as well. She was engaged to Superman, <laughs> but he's dead. Everyone's sad. Mm-hmm. Cut to uh London. This
1: is this is when I started wondering I was like did Zack Snyder ever fill out a top 10 uh sight and sound list of the best movies ever and if so where is the november rain video on that list
2: mm, that's a good point because yeah. even that god seems- is sad because it's uh, <laughs> it's crying
1: at <laughs> superman's great yeah. it seems like that's that's his biggest influence for these scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> i
0: you know what if in the middle of justice league slash left a church to do a really long <laughs> guitar solo it would not be out of place <laughs> Or um, if some
2: dude just jumped through a cake for no reason, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, get, we haven't watched the second half. It's possible someone true. jumps Could through a happen. cake. We get some good yeah. hot dog action. Looks, I feel like yeah. if we put a
2: cake in front of fucking Steppenwolf, he's diving through that thing. <laughs> There's
1: yeah. no way. There's no way he's
2: not.
0: <laughs> he's
1: he has got the head made for equa-
2: equation. cakes. I mean, he's also like
0: so stressed at work, like he has to please his boss. He wants that cake.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is not an easy boss to please from what I can tell. I yeah. mean, I yeah. haven't met Darkseid, but I have seen him as an obelisk shaped into the form of Darkseid, and he does mm-hmm. not seem cool, and he also seems kind of boring, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All
1: right. And, and he's, he's also the kind of invader, as we'll see, who goes to the place where, where the other army is and just tries to defeat them in in a hand-to-hand combat rather than bombing them from the skies, which is a strange choice when you have spaceships and they have horses. But Dan, Mm -hmm. continue.
0: So we are now in London. There's a hostage situation. Um, There's like schoolgirls taken hostage. There's uh, men with suitcases and papers flying everywhere. A real uh, hullabaloo. And Wonder Woman. Guys,
1: I, I had a question. Is it made clear or did you recognize what this building is?
0: Uh, I was a, not clear on it, no. is It It seems like it's some kind right? of
1: bank or government building, but I'm yeah. like, if it's a bank, why are schoolchildren on a tour of it? If it's a government building, why is there no security? Well, so it's a building that exists only to be attacked by these guys so Wonder Woman can save them. Because she happens to be hanging out on a statue nearby.
0: Yeah, if, yeah. if that's a real statue, then I would say uh, that building is a building that is near... That big statue,
1: that enormous gold <laughs> statue of the of Lady Justice, of Lady Justice yeah. holding yeah, her is. arms
0: out straight so that Wonder Woman can be standing on top of one of the arms, and he's <laughs> in, in a shot that, like, honestly made me laugh out loud when I saw it. Not because there's anything like, like inherently bad about it in a superhero movie it was just such a silly reveal it felt like for some oh no it's
1: just well here's the thing with Wonder Woman is everything about her is super on the nose in this movie like if she's gonna hang out anywhere it's gonna be on the arm of a statue of Lady Justice there's a part where a girl asks her can I be like you when I grow up and she goes you can be anything you wanna be and later Steppenwolf goes this one's mine and she goes I don't belong to anybody and it was Mm -hmm. just like Wonder Woman feels more like an idea of a of a Wonder Woman than a yeah, than a human yeah. being a lot of the time, and I got to give credit to Gal Gadot for bringing that idea to as much life as it has. But again, this is a metaphorical movie; it is not meant to be a representation of reality. This is the Cray Master no. cycle or the guide. <laughs> so it's it's like not a. It's okay for her to be on that statue and just be a walking kind of uh, you go girl, Power Woman, you know. Mm-hmm. But not power, yeah. but not Power Woman, who is a different character.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, so. We got your Wonder Woman she's been introduced into the movie and uh she uh, leaps into action she she lassoes one of these terrorists with her lasso that makes you tell the truth although this guy is still like pretty cagey first he's like he's like wouldn't you like to know like basically like it's just like you know I figured that the lasso would be more effective but also he calls himself a reactionary terrorist which seems like yeah
1: that seems yeah. Odd. Like, he's like he also- yeah
0: a villain knowing that he is the bad guy. Uh,
1: he also says he's like we'd like to turn the clock back a thousand years and it's like then why are you all wearing suits and hats like yeah, it, yeah. you're, you're, you're dressed, you like dressed like to... it's
2: the 50s <laughs> yeah shouldn't you be dressed like it's like uh,
1: like LARPing or something yeah I mean they should be they should be a big crowd of Q shamans but again that hadn't happened yet Zack Snyder yeah. can't tell the future everybody that's true well anyway um, so yeah oh. so
2: we get an action sequence here and it's a little uh, it I mean I think this is telling and it you're going to see this more throughout the movie but like Wonder Woman, in the process of saving people, destroys as much shit as possible. Yes. She like breaks everything that is. Po- it's like was... it's like firefighters show up to like a stovetop fire and they're like, "Well, we have this buzz saw in our fucking truck. No, I'm gonna buzz saw your door down." This idiot. was definitely my
0: issue with this fight sequence, which is a lot of like slow motion. Her like, you know, like ricocheting bullets with her uh, her bracelets, but like. Yeah, she like does that one at a time rather than taking out the dude with the gun.
1: Yeah, she's and, much more interested in showing off how good she is with her bracelets than in defusing the situation <laughs> quickly. Yes,
0: and then instead of just like tackling that guy with her, like she seems to be almost as fast as the Flash. Honestly, if mm-hmm. you know, if not as Flash, instead of just like tackling the dude, she uh, mashes those bracelets together to do like a sonic boom that blows out the building, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> come on, Wonder Woman.
1: Now I'm, I'm going to defend that. And I'm also going to criticize it. Yeah. I'm going to defend it by saying one, they've got to show that she has that power. And two, she doesn't come from man's world. She prizes life over physical objects. So if she has to destroy, say, a historic French church to take out one sniper <laughs> in the Wonder Woman movie. She's going to do that. I that see. Uh, here's a criticism. She's an archaeologist, so if anyone would not want to destroy (laughs) physical objects, it is her. So uh, there's a real (laughs) tension at the heart of Wonder Woman in that her whole career is about the preservation of ancient artifacts, and her superhero career is about the destruction of modern artifacts as much as possible.
0: Well, anyway, she saves everyone. A little girl is like, can I be like you someday? And instead of uh, telling her the truth, which is, no, you can't. I'm a literal superhero. You can't be yeah, like. Yeah, she hasn't like, wrapped,
2: wrapped the fucking lasso of Hestia
0: around herself, though. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, you can be whatever you want. Um,
1: <laughs> the, then the next, the next scene is, is that girl tying a cape to her neck yes. and jumping off a building and oh, and, no. and breaking no. her legs. Oh, and no, they should have like, the movie Are And Wonder Woman is like, you can't sue me. I just said she could be anything she wants.
0: Uh, so anyway, we're on the I guess the 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 Amazon island. I can't remember the name. Themyscira. Themyscira. We're on Themyscira, and the mother bikes that we saw get cracked. Uh, from Superman dying. Uh are you know, Amazons are protecting it. We got some of those flying robots you might remember from Justice League, the, those the are parademons. parademons. parademons yeah. so, to, yeah. to
1: use some technical terms, a boom tube opens up from apocalypse. Uh-huh. We don't know it's from apocalypse Just not, yet, but it's not what you call your wiener, Dan.
2: So stop no, laughing. No,
1: it's what you call your colon and your rectum. A boom tube is tube is what you call your rectum. Yeah. <laughs> so uh and uh a bunch of those parademons come out and who's with them? Uh-oh. Steppenwolf. That's yeah. right, the band, and they are ready to jam.
2: <laughs> I gotta say, guys, if ever a movie deserved this tagline, I think here, evil gets an upgrade. Jason <laughs> X in theaters everywhere.
0: Well, I agree with you, Stuart, even though you're saying nonsense ironically, <laughs> which is that, like... It's <laughs> my whole fucking thing. Steppenwolf in this movie... Looks so much better than he does in the original Justice League. In mine, I, I think that he looks oh, looks sure. like such no, you're like, right. he, dumb. That he, has, like, he
1: has non nonstop rippling fractal armor as opposed to just a dude with a big head yeah. in the first yeah. movie. Yeah,
0: I, I I think it looks great. So yeah, he looks
2: he looks like uh, he looks kind of like the Shrike from the Hyperion yeah. books. Yeah, he looks. He cool. does look like yeah. the
1: Shrike, or like uh, he's like the Shrike mixed with the Destroyer from uh, from Thor. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and later on, he has this cool little buddy that's like a little spider that comes out of his armor, and like, I mean, it's weird that like that seems like his only clothes. Like, even the loincloth <laughs> is made out of the rippling <laughs> blades shit, which is yeah. like, oh, it's bonkers. Again, it's man, metaphorical,
1: Stuart. It's not like he changes clothes. He's a, he's the he's, an, he's a metaphorical uh, depiction of both evil and also disappointing dis, disappointing your father. Yeah. Those are the two things he represents. So anyway— again, uh, so I assume he's—I haven't seen the yet. I assume he's Darkseid's son in this. Because if he's not, why would you use Steppenwolf and not Calibac, Darkseid's actual son? Meet me in the second half, or I'm going to talk more about Calibac. Okay, Dan, continue.
0: Uh, Yeah, so they're trying to protect this uh, mother box for reasons that— presumably no one understands if you haven't already seen the original cut of justice league <laughs> uh, other than knowing that every movie has a MacGuffin. um so they're like the amazons are throwing it around and running away with it on horses and like there's a scene where one of the amazons is carrying this like like stone cube and i know that they're supposed to be super strong so i'm not sure how the actor should have played it but it still looks like they're carrying like a styrofoam prop like there's no weight to it
2: <laughs> Yeah. I feel like this scene is more exciting in this cut than it was in the original. I don't remember the original. Though, in both cases, I think it would have been much more exciting if they were riding in barrels down a river.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think? What if and you know, like an elf maybe like was jumping from if barrel to barrel? There
2: was an elf
0: jumping everywhere, and,
2: or a troll, <laughs> yeah,
1: and it was dark say, out, what, so he didn't turn to stone. Sure. And if, instead of the parademons attacking, what if they sang a song while her, throwing dishes about in a whimsical Jesus manner? Jesus Christ,
2: <laughs> Ellie, you're giving me a fucking boner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. No, I think this you're is gotta cut this it is out, a, dude. This is a this is a much more coherent action sequence and there's a fake out where you think that they defeated the bad guy for a moment but then it turns out they didn't but uh it is a uh, it's a lot of um and i'm not saying this there's anything wrong with this if this is something you like watching in movies there's a lot of scenes of women screaming as they either <laughs> lift things or hurl things just yeah. tons of close-ups of women just screaming at the camera while they lift or hurl and th- it's it wouldn't bother me as much except there's so much of it in this movie there's so much of just close-ups yeah. of people screaming at you
0: uh well anyway so Steppenwolf uh takes the first mother box oh boy he's got number one of MacGuffin City and uh the Amazons need to warn everyone else that bad times are coming and uh-huh. that leads us into part two Age of Heroes uh huh um how do so, how do they warn everybody. What? In a I, scene, they—they. Well, they, I'm going to jump in there. Okay. i so they
2: warn everybody by. I'm going to jump ahead because it doesn't matter the exact order on this. Uh, they <laughs> warn everybody in a scene where they have to light an uh, ancient temple on fire again because <laughs> they got to get a uh, Wonder Woman's attention. Uh, and you know what it did was it made me think about how great that sequence in Return of the King is when mm-hmm. they have to fucking light the fires yeah. and Howard Shore's impeccable yeah. score fucking swells and you're mm-hmm. like, I believe in hope and love again. Humanity wasn't that, can unite.
1: Wasn't that the sequel to Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, Howard Shore's impeccable score?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. So... Um, <laughs> so Steppenwolf to, to to fill into some of the stuff that Stuart passed by Steppenwolf makes his headquarters in Chernobyl uh, And he's like If I get the rest of the boxes then my boss will like me again Yeah, yeah. And Bruce Wayne is looking for the Flash With the caddiest Alfred In all of mm-hmm. the film and television Alfreds <laughs> That's right, right Jeremy Irons Because Jer- He's like we gotta find more heroes And Jeremy Irons is like do we have to I <laughs> don't many... want to uh, yeah. So let's, let's take a look at Alfreds for a second We got let's Michael Caine of take course a look. We got, Michael we Kane, got of Jeremy course. Irons
2: We got uh, who's that Sean Pertwee who's the guy Is it Sean Pertwee in Gotham Is Alfred Pennyworth uh, I don't who's, remember Who's Alfred in the TV show Pennyworth Dan
0: I, He's Googling I it. don't think I've ever
2: Who's Alfred in the TV The Adam West TV show
0: <laughs> Oh I don't know uh, That
1: Michael, was okay Michael so here we go Go or uh, Gal here, is in to... the
0: Tim Burton huh? ones
1: I'm going to I'm going to Screen Rant, and they're, uh, they're ranking of every adaptation of Alfred Pennyworth ranked. Oh, wow. Uh,
0: uh-huh.
1: Let's see. Yeah, Sean Pertwee is in Gotham. Uh, let's see. There's William Austin, who played Bat- Alfred in a 1940 serial. Alan Napier, that's right, who played Alfred in the Batman TV series. This is mm-hmm. the Adam West one. Stuart, were you just uh, trying they, to they're show...
2: in they
0: They're ranked in cattiness, right? <laughs> Stuart,
1: were yes. you just
2: trying Effing to show
0: off by showing how many Alfreds you did know? I did pretty good though, gambit? right? You I knew sh- I job. knew
1: Sean Pertwee. You know what? I didn't realize that Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. did the voice of Alfred on Batman: The Animated Series, huh? Oh no, no right. shit! And of course, there's Michael Gog or Gogorao who was uh, yep. in the Tim Burton and, and following Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Alfreds. Michael Caine, of course, uh, uh-huh. a lot of Alfreds, huh? A whole so lot of Alfreds
0: them. going on. Yeah. Okay, well,
1: and, <laughs> let's just come on.
0: Let's get back to the <laughs> so. Anyway, so long, there's a parent, long, a, a, long movie.
1: There's a parademon that's looking for something at Star Labs and yeah and the Amazons need to get di- need to get one Roman's uh, attention so instead of calling her they shoot an ancient arrow of fire <laughs> the at, a, fucking thing. at a temple and hope and she finds out about it cuz she sees it on the TV later so it's not even like it's a special that's place she's thing, paying attention man. to I understand
0: that you're living on this special Amazon island but have like one phone just have one phone for emergencies where you or can send call a- Diana directly rather than like shooting an arrow and hoping that she sees on TV.
1: Mhm.
2: Cuz I mean, they uh, didn't even have that Howard Shore score, so like you can't be sure that you're going to capture her attention.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz she's that's what she was listening to on her headphones when she's busy uh uh, you know, fixing whatever artifact she's looking at at the moment yeah
2: she's preparing for rpg night that night (laughs) i feel like that's that's like the the hidden story because they make a joke about how nobody knows what she does when she's not at work i feel like she's got a
1: very active like like uh like zoom rpg life (laughs) <laughs> uh she she's the guy who has that photograph online of his lola bunny collection where it's just every lola bunny merchandise in a room somewhere and that's what she spends i can't life
2: believe on. you're talking about dan like this and you don't even call him by name <laughs> anyway
1: <laughs> so funny. we're back anyway, in that science building uh we're
0: trying Star to see labs. what we're trying to see with the parademon stole uh you see joe morton he's
1: the scientist
0: there didn't yes. learn his yes. lesson yes. from Cyber terminator 9,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Silas Stone, he's you know when you're talking when you see him in a movie, you know that he is up to some bad science that he yeah. means good with, but it's gonna turn out bad.
0: Yeah. So so there like the people are like looking for the mother box. They're like, What what was this looking for? The mother the box that it was in was empty. So they're like trying to say like, oh like what was he looking for? He's looking for something that was stolen already.
1: And, and the and the, par- and the parademons kidnapped a bunch of employees yeah. to find out if they knew where the mother box was. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And uh, <laughs> there's a funny scene where the cops like... So you're saying that... What? There's a, there's a scene where the cops like, what do you guys do here? And he's like, oh, we study alien technologies. But you see then a big sweeping shot at the outside and the whole like roof of the complex is, is open. Like <laughs> this alien uh, ship is on perfect view for all. So I don't know yeah. why this is a big secret. Yeah. Um,
2: I just think it's interesting that you're storing a box in another box. I think it's just
0: kind of weird, right? Well, I mean, is it weird? It seems like the most efficient kind of story. To to, to be honest, of of
1: all the ways that mother boxes are hidden from from dark side sight in this movie, that was the best of them considering both the Amazons and the Atlanteans put theirs on displays prominently on pedestals in the middle of open rooms. And the, the Atlantean one, as we'll see, just has big open archways to the endless ocean. Like you could just walk in and take that mother box, which Steppenwolf eventually does. So at least the humans are putting it in a box.
2: Uh, I mean, previously, before that, though, they just like buried it in the fucking ground. <laughs> like
1: that was ridiculous. In the shallowest grave. Yeah. Like 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 a, a raccoon could dig that up. It wasn't even yeah. like, let alone a treasure hunter. That's like, uh, the, but the grave you dig for your enemy that you want to be found. Yeah. Uh, 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 so Dan, who has that mother box though? As
0: we see, well, uh, Jeb Morton has taken it home to fix his. I mean, find out later. It's for Cyborg, his son. It's a way mm-hmm. that like he is. Uh, he is like. Uh, brought his son to life in the form of this uh, mm-hmm. c- cyborg being. Um, yeah, he was like Mother Box or Pet Cemetery. I guess I
2: only
1: have access to one of those <laughs> yeah. two things, so I'm going to use it. Yeah. Um, so, which of these a- can I write off as a business expense? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's true. But Cemetery, they're going to catch you because if it's mm-hmm. spelled with an S, they're like some kid wrote this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, but Dan, okay, Wonder Woman, it's time for her to find that beacon arrow. She's just going to walk into an arson scene, an ongoing arson investigation, and no
0: one stops her, right? This (laughs) is the problem with this arrow scenario, because she goes in, there's no one at this arson, like, this is on the news that there's arson at this important site. She finds the arrow that would have been taken Presumably as evidence, and she takes it and she puts it in an arrow-shaped hole on the wall so she can get a, a secret room where she can learn all sorts of uh, important exposition. And it's like That's this a is fucking this, mummy shit, dude. This That's is bullshit. like stuff that only works by movie logic
1: because it's like again, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not real life. This is movie life. The the yeah. clue, the world only exists for these characters to achieve. Uh, their superhero existences you know every character the the cosmos was created by a god who said "Mm, i want to see some superheroes fighting some super baddies (laughs) and so he created billions of years of evolution and cosmic uh whatever, a cosmic slot, to get to that point in history where Wonder Woman could pick up this arrow that was meant for her, stick it in a wall yeah. slot, and like get she's some she's in amazing- a
0: LucasArts uh, adventure game.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, Fucking Nathan uh, and Drake see- is
2: like, oh my God, it's so easy to find. I was hanging from a ledge for like 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, this, yeah, not quite even Sam and Max hit the road level difficulty in this puzzle. And uh, so she can see all these paintings of ancient parademons and dark sides and stuff like that. Yeah. Now,
2: is that how she learns all about this shit? Because she's going to explain the whole deal to Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne, in a little bit. Is this how she learns it all, or did she like grow up with this info? Like, because if she learned all this shit from just like like fucking freezes and shit like that's wild (laughs) i mean one she is
1: she is an archaeologist but it's that's a good point i don't know this is one of those things where it is the biggest danger facing the entire earth and yet it has been kept a secret for thousands of years so i don't know if they told her or not the amazons all seem to know that the mother box is important and they've got to protect it which is why it's again on a pedestal in the middle of an open room with a big open door in a cave Uh
0: i take it as this is a story that all the Amazons know and the fact that yeah. now she is like getting the key to this thing. She realizes like the danger is upon us, but that's just me, my brain trying to like rationalize the movie. That I,
2: I do like that. They're like, we are going to hide this thing. So we're going to put it on a pedestal in the middle of a room <laughs> so it can be easily stolen. And we're going to hire people whose only job is to stand next to a piece of wood and they're going to blast it with a giant sledgehammer
1: when somebody <laughs> steals it. Yeah, that was... It's not the most efficient way to protect a thing. Now, Dan, this is a, a useless And, tangent, like, just, who would
2: take that job? It's crazy.
1: I mean, in the Amazons, I think you're kind of... Uh, I think you're voluntold to do things. I don't think okay. you a fly for the positions. Yeah. I think the queen of the Amazons is just like, hey, guess what? You stand here your whole life in case we need you to hit that thing with a sledgehammer to close this gate, which you will be stuck behind and you will die in the Huh?
2: And that's and, the thing, like... After, when you get that job, you're like, just itching to blast that thing because you're like, you've trained your whole life to blast that piece of wood with your sledgehammer. (laughs) And even though you know it's probably not the right thing for you, you're like, well, that's
1: what I've been trained to do, so I'm going to do it think about how many centuries of Amazonians have just stood there their whole lives never hitting that thing oh man yeah. now Dan this is again this is a nonsense tangent uh, Dan just because you said this is a story I wa- imagined that when Wonder Woman explains all this she did it in the form of a parody of the theme song to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and I think it would go a little bit like this no, now, this no. is a story <laughs> all about how the earth got switched turned upside down and I'd like to take a minute just sit right there I'll tell you all about Dark Side and his power, demon- power demons and the anti-life equation I, th- I thought equation. you were going
2: to go in the direction of mm. this is is the story of a world.
0: <laughs> I can't I can't go any further than yeah, that. Yeah. For the best. Okay. So, uh, there's a boat crash. Uh, Aquaman saves someone and you know, this is not really important. It's just showing Aquaman doing stuff.
1: He, Aquaman saves a man's life and then he is such a dick about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. "Hey, stay out of the storm, douche." Yeah. And then and then uh, he but that he walks into some sea foam. It's yeah. super
0: emo. Nick Cave of the Bad Seeds play, Slow-mo, mm-hmm.
1: slow-mo when it really, emo. The, Full really, mo. the bad cave is the one that the Amazons keep that uh, keep that mother box in because it crumbles like instantly. Yeah. So Aquaman. Never mind.
0: Swims I, down. For a second,
1: I thought the band was called Nick Cave and the Bad Caves, which is crazy. I know it's <laughs> not called that. <laughs>
0: Anyway, Nick uh, Aquaman. Anyway, Nick Cave. <laughs> anyway, so Nick to Cave the, goes to Atlantis <laughs> to reclaim his throne. <laughs> he's awesome. like, and
1: they're like, uh, they're like, Nick Cave, you're Guys. meant to be king of Atlantis, and he's like, but someone's got to sing these murder ballads.
0: <laughs> Fuck! Did we just write the perfect movie? <laughs> 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 Uh, anyway, so Aquaman swims down. He sees his old trident. You know, uh, Volco shows up. Uh, that's uh-huh. Played uh, Willem by... Dafoe. Let's just Yay. call him Willem Sulfi Dafoe. Sea dog Willem Dafoe from the I lighthouse. I guess reprising
1: his role from the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. A.D. Yeah. Um, Christ!
0: So they're talking in a in a in a in air bubble, by the way, which is something that was. Established by Zack Snyder, but then forgotten in Aquaman. Uh, but they're chatting.
1: Be- I'll tell you why it was forgotten in Aquaman. Because it is stupid yeah. for a race of beings that live underwater. A medium that transmits sound very well. Whale sounds can be heard around the world to have to create air bubbles every time they want to have a conversation. So every t- so imagine <laughs> you've, you've got your headphones on. Yeah. Uh, your significant other is standing in the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're doing the dishes and they're looking at something on the computer. And they go, hey, is it okay for me to go make this appointment for Wednesday? And you go, what? And you create an air bubble. And she (laughs) says, oh, uh, just for Wednesday. Like, you need to do an air bubble every single time there's something like that. And you're like, Every "Uh." time you're... you're
0: I need the whole sentence. I, you know, just repeating for Wednesday, I don't know what you're. It's, you know, like there's so many divorces underneath the water just because of the. Yeah. You would think that they would be, that
2: they would develop like elaborate like sign language or hand gestures, like, or just like gestures in general,
1: like the Belters and the Expanse series. Yeah. It's, there's something about, I remember watching a little bit of the Aquaman movie and just thinking about. What a folly it is to set a movie underwater where every single character will constantly need CGI to for their hair and clothes to move <laughs> in the water. It's so unnecessarily, like, it's such a huge thing. For, it's as dumb yeah. as having to erase Henry Cavill's mustache for this very movie. We haven't anyway, even got there yet. We haven't even got there yet. Okay, so Willem Dafoe's like, you're meant to be king. And Aquaman's like, no, nah, don't wanna. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Steppenwolf, he
0: talks to uh, Desaad. Is that... This yep. is
1: Desaad, who in the comics is Darkseid's kind of chief torturer. He's one of Darkseid's right-hand men, and he's the one who tortures information out of people. There's a great scene in The Forever That's People. Not, where DeS- not
2: Granny Goodness? I thought Granny Goodness did something. Granny some Goodness
1: shit. is the leader of the female Furies, and she teaches— she, she kind of indoctrinates the young of Apocalypse, okay. uh, which is the, the planet that Darkseid rules uh, in mm-hmm. the ways of Darkseid. Okay. There's a great scene in the comic The Forever People where the Forever People have been kidnapped by Desaad, and they're being tortured— but, but his headquarters is inside of a Disneyland type theme park, and so everybody who sees them screaming assumes that they are like enjoying the ride that they're on. But anyway, so but here Dasad is kind of like uh, Darkseid's major domo.
0: Yeah, you know? and yeah. I, I like the effect they have for him. He's sort of like a, a a constantly melting piece of like of rock. Like he's melting into magma, or, or I don't know if I'm using the right words geologically, but he's like this. Uh, yeah, magman uh but so he <laughs> that's
1: the right term that's the technical term he's yeah. a magman. <laughs> so steppenwolf is
0: reporting to him uh, you know he's like the middleman between Steppenwolf wolf on dark side and like steppenwolf's like hey can i come home and Desad's like uh, refers to some sort of like like some kind of like betrayal in the past i, I don't think they get into detail here but, like, Seven Wolf can't come home until he finishes, like, he conquers 50,000 worlds for Darkseid, I think it was. It's a ton. Yes. Yeah, it's a, a lot. lot of worlds. It's a lot of worlds.
2: That's so some we, student seven... loans level shit right there.
1: And I've... I've, I've, I've... That, ca- that follows you your whole life. Seven Wolf tries to start a business, he tries to buy a house, no man, you gotta conquer those worlds, and it I've never se- goes away. I've seen
0: this in some um, reviews of this new cut of the movie, and I, and I agree, like, uh, Steppenwolf was so boring as a villain in the original Cov Justice League just because he was like a cypher like CGI creation. Here he's sort of like the sympathetic like middleman guy where he just like yeah. he just wants to get home to his family and part of his uh-huh. job is conquering the earth to do that. Um
1: I don't know if he's necessarily sympathetic, but he has a motivation. He has a motivation. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. He feels like a he feels like a point of they view. gave him yeah, they gave him the second dimension of a character, whereas in the original version, yeah, he had one dimension, which was that he's a big dude who hits things with yeah. an axe. Like that was it,
0: you know. Um. So, uh, Wonder and Woman. If, and if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna put in your in your movie a big dude who just hits things with an axe, make it a Gamorrean guard. Anyway, Dan, continue.
0: <laughs> yeah, g- good point. Uh, Wonder Woman visits uh, Bruce, I think, at Superman's like old ship i don't know uh they're warning she's warning him about people coming bad guys are coming um we get into this video game cut scene like seriously the cgi (laughs) looks so much worse in this sequence yeah i do not know if it's just like warner brothers this is like where they like drew the line like no more money for this thing
2: this is the big. This is the big, like historical, uh, yeah. alliance of men and elves shit. Yeah, yeah. although yeah, and I will Dan say loves that it David... Dan
1: always wants backstory. Dan loves backstory, so he's loving this scene. And man, <laughs>
2: fucking David Thewlis looks so ripped, right? As Ares, like holy
0: shit, has he been fucking pushing plate? <laughs> yeah, and so like you know, you got your an- Atlanteans, yuked. Amazonians, humans. Everyone's trying to fight Darkseid. And you even get a Green Darkside. Lantern in there. Darkseid, sorry, Side Yeah, you get a member of the Green Lantern Corps f- zipping around. And I actually kind of like that. That was a that was a nice way of having other DC stuff in there without winking too hard. Um, but you know, like Darkseid's deal. He's like it's like a swarm of locusts.
1: To have that Green Lantern there, it felt not like an Easter egg, but like, a, yeah, this is part of this universe that's here. You know, it yeah, made. exactly. So, but you're saying Dark Side, he he comes to certain planets and he just kind of destroys them, right? He did, he yeah, dro- and
2: like he shows up and he starts doing all the dirty. He he wants to get his hands dirty. He starts kicking and swinging his blades what? and doing all kinds of battles, and that's kind of so, boring because I like Dark Dark Side as like I'm not super familiar with the character, but uh, I played him a lot in Injustice Two, which meant a lot of <laughs> eye lasers. Uh, and I remember him from that Mister Miracle comic. I don't like that much, and he doesn't do a lot of kicking in that either.
1: No, Darkseid is very much in the comics, and Darkseid and there's a reason they made Darkseid the villain in these movies because he is the best of the. In the, the DC universe, has basically three great villains: Lex Luthor, who at this who they've already wasted as a as in, with Jesse Eisenberg's non-character, the Joker, currently mired in Jared Leto's uh, inanity and Darkseid. Who and Darkseid is like much more of a. He's the boss. He usually doesn't go and hit people over the head and kick people. He's usually the guy who is in charge of everything. Uh, and he's got a lot of strategy problems here, which I'll get into. For instance, Wonder Woman explains that the, the they put together three mother boxes, which causes the unity, which then wipes out basically everything on a planet and makes it unlivable for anyone except Darkseid and his, and his folks or something like that. And... I don't know why Darkseid, if that's what he has to do to win, put those three boxes together on the surface of the planet, he goes to the one spot where all of his enemies have arranged <laughs> to be, yeah. and then decides to just wade into them kicking and punching, uh, and he gets taken out by getting hit with an axe a couple times. Like yeah. It's really, It's not an impressive showing by Darkseid.
0: No, and no. I have to say, like, so uh, uh, that master quality you talk about, Elliot, like, I get the feeling that the, part of the reason why this part of the movie is so bad is that this is actually the part that Zack Snyder's heart is not in. Like, this feels like the shit that the studio's like, okay, we have to, like, there has to be some justification. We gotta get Side in here. You, gotta, you know, like, give us the Lord of the Rings battle or whatever. And, like, uh, Zack Snyder in this movie seems much more interested in, like, slow motion shots of Aquaman entering the ocean.
1: See, here's where I would disagree with you, Dan. I think there are two sides of Zack Snyder. There's the side that loves brooding, slow-mo, emo mm-hmm. stuff. And there's the side that loves big CGI battles where a lot of people are, are like hitting each other with axes and hurling thunderbol- lightning bolts at each other. Yeah. And I think... Look, you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all, and there you have Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> yeah. like, this is a, it's, but I think, I think this is when it's—some some ways this movie is playing into its strengths, and this way it's playing into one of the weaknesses. But it is, there was a certain point where I was just like, I'm just watching colors and shapes <laughs> yeah. flying around the screen. That is okay. Like, this is, that it point is was when you
0: turned the
1: movie on. <laughs>
0: you hit play on <laughs> like, Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: This is a this is a big <laughs> epic flashback with no characters that we've seen before. It doesn't really make sense. It's not that exciting, but it's certainly big and loud. And at a certain point, I just I was like pummeled by it. But, yeah. I was, again, but it was hard for me to like. I like the dark side character so much, and I like and I love the fourth world new gods material that he comes from so much. So I was like, I was just disappointed to see dark side be like just a bruiser. You know, yeah, just yeah. I mean, that was the thing.
2: It? Like, I'm a sucker for this like big fantasy backstory bullshit. Um, but yeah, like, Darkseid seemed kind of boring. Like, yeah. he didn't yes. really feel like a like an like he seems like in from my experience in the in the books and whatnot. He's like this like implacable monolith. Like, Darkseid is like he exists and is not. You can't
1: fight him, and they just battle him. That's one side of it, but also like Darkseid like, he's, and maybe they'll get into this, like, he's a character who is an implacable monolith of evil, but he's also a guy who has a, has two sons, one is a disappointment, and the other is his greatest nemesis, Orion, and he is obsessed with finding this thing that will allow him to conquer all life in the universe, the anti-life equation, and in the comics, it becomes almost kind of like a sad obsession that rules his life now, like, his life is, is, is ruined because he can't break his addiction to trying to discover this thing. His need to control the universe has controlled him. And now he is no longer, he's a, he's a servant like, to his, to his own. It's like desires. me and yeah. gambling. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> or me and Popeye's anyway, yeah. but but it's to be, as Wonder Woman says, this was the, the Atlanteans before they went underwater, but all their armor still has fish fins on it. So it was like, I don't know, dudes, maybe they, maybe they just love water enough yeah. already. Just don't put that detail in.
0: So even though like Wonder Woman explains it all at great length it still doesn't make really all that much sense who cares it's it's the uh, Justice League movie movie um
1: and so like the, the important <laughs> thing to know from it is there are these three boxes the Atlanteans has got one the Amazon's got one and the humans has got one and Darkseid's looking for the three of them
0: Yeah except and the thing is like these are really the sources of uh Darkseid's like world draining might in certain ways like i mean like he's still got power but like like these are very important items and uh i guess like even though like i understand they're in retreat but dark side's forces seem really cool and just like forgetting them on earth and then like yeah like like yeah doesn't anyone get back to say like hey uh we left your boxes back there maybe send, like, more people this time to go get him. I don't know. I think
1: think everybody's everybody's just embarrassed that the planet-shaking battle for Earth lasted roughly five minutes (laughs) (laughs) before the leader who was in front got chopped with an axe by Ares a couple times and was dragged away, wounded by his parademons, and everybody else was like, get out of here! Yeah, yeah,
2: that's what happens. I talk a lot of shit and then, uh, in Street Fighter and then my brother just hits me with a couple of Ken-style Sheryukins and I'm fucking done. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. no, I hope nobody saw that.
1: I will yeah. say uh, the, the shots, I do like the shots of those spaceships uh, kind of uh, with the sun behind them uh, and it is exactly the image I think of already when I listen to the Overkill song Power Surge. Anyway, yeah. continue, Dan, on to the next part. <laughs> good,
0: good point. Okay, part three. Beloved Mother, beloved son. We are in Central City. Oh, wait, I, I forgot one part. So, like, Bruce has, like, gotten Wonder Woman on the idea they got to assemble a team. You know, some kind of World Avengers or something. Anyway, beloved mother, beloved <laughs> son, we're in Central City. The Flash is late for a job interview. He talks fast because he is fast. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. There's a, uh, he has a job interview to be a dog walker at some sort of pet-oriented larger a- service.
1: It's a pet Um, store that seems to also have a comic book spinner rack in the front of the store.
0: It's unclear. So, but anyway, as he's walking in, there is a uh, cute woman uh, walking out who gives him a little, uh, like, you know, a little flirt eyes or whatever. Uh They seem to have a connection. She gets in her car. She's having trouble getting it started. And, you know, uh, meanwhile, the Flash is, you know, just being hilariously awkward trying to get this job uh, yeah. Not not doing so great, but he sees out the window that this truck driver who has dropped his uh-huh. delicious sandwich. In I'm going to jump in well. here. I'm going to say
2: yes. 100% if you're directing a movie and you need somebody to drop a burger and totally ruin <laughs> everyone's fucking day because I'm trying to reach for my burger that I'm eating while doing an important <laughs> task, I can do that job. So you, you want I'm to be sort of a jughead
0: it. figure, a <laughs> catastrophic <Yes>. jughead. <laughs> I think that would be great casting. Thank so, you. So anyway, this guy's—you know—he's driving a semi truck. He wants his hamburger. Yeah, you know, it's gotten out of his hands. I get yeah, it. Well, just That's because a- it's on
1: the floor of a semi truck under his feet doesn't mean he's not going to keep eating it. I would say
2: I would say five second rule, but I feel like it's like <laughs> five minute rule at this. Anyway, point.
1: yeah.
0: So this this semi crashes into the car. You know, everything freezes because the flash, of course, has gone into fast motion. He uh, has got to run and save uh, this woman from everything. Uh, there's a hot dog that's floating in the air. He puts it it's in right. his pocket. The truck,
1: the truck also hurt, hit a hot dog stand. This is yeah. not a yeah. cloudy with the chance of meatballs type town <laughs> yeah. where food falls from the sky. Yeah. So and there's yeah, like, it's not
2: a side effect of the speed force. Now, the, like we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of superhero movies yeah. that have like super fast characters. Now, mm-hmm. and there's something about like a guy who's super fast where he has to like. It feels like the Flash at this point has to like turn it on, where he yeah. has to be like, oh shit, I gotta be fast now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, lightning hits everything, and every time he steps on anything, the
1: fucking pavement shatters. Mm-hmm. And his like it's clothes thing, rip off. The thing that he literally steps out of his shoes, he rips through his shoes. But the thing about the Flash's powers, and I think you're right, Stuart, he has to turn it on because he's harnessing the speed force, right? Yeah. Like it's not, he's not Quicksilver who just has fast feet, but the. I've never understood how when you're super fast, apparently you also become super strong. So like you're able to pick up things that you know, like huge stones that you normally wouldn't be able to lift.
0: Yeah. That I don't, I mean, I think there's some support, like they're trying to get some sort of idea of like, you've got so much kinetic energy that like, I mean, that, like, lifting things doesn't make much sense to me. I, I kind of understand the idea of, like, even if I'm not sure it actually works, like, moving, like, a bullet around because you're, you know, going at the same speed as it or whatever. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, sure.
1: I mean, uh, to be honest, and all, I mean, I really have no c- complaints about how the Flash, uh, I, if I'm not going to complain about the Flash, it's going to be the fact that I think his characterization was inspired by the Bazinga t shirts that <laughs> looked like the Flash logo. Yeah. Since they're they're really really pulling a Big Bang Theory with this no, pre yeah, I mean, of the flash, I,
0: look everyone. I will say I think everyone's doing a, like their best as actors. They're all doing pretty good jobs.
1: I'm uh, not blaming the I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not Ezra Miller as the performer. They're doing a great job. It's yeah. the it's the it's this is a this is a character conception and writing thing where yeah. like you gotta have your you gotta have your awkward character, and I yes. guess it's gonna be the motor mouth.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, as we all know what happens in these situations, the Flash uh, saves uh, the girl he was making eyes at. He rushes back to the job interview. Now he's got a hot dog in his pocket, so dogs love him. guess he's hired. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, it's kind of a fun scene. The worst I have to say about it is the music choice is kind of weird. Like It's a very slow Hallelujah-style song.
1: That, well, uh, that's, again, that's Zack Snyder. Everything yeah. is, even a fun scene ha, is, is, has, is scored as if a character is trying to save <laughs> someone from the Holocaust and failing.
0: <laughs> God. Whoa. <laughs> um, so, uh, an Atlantean uh, gets his mind read to show where the mother box is.
1: By a little mm-hmm. spider that lives in Steppenwolf's
0: that's sleeve. That's great. Mm-hmm. I like this guy. Uh, Lois Lane continues to be sad. Um, you know, there's a scene where, like, now Wonder Woman and Bats are getting the, the band together. They're figuring out who they're going to go. They're splitting it off, uh-huh. and so we get a bit of a cyborg flashback. Uh, he's a, a a great football player, but he's also a hacker. So he's in trouble at school. He hacked some um, like a neighbor's uh, grades to improve them because her mom died or something like like she was having like she was so distracted that she wouldn't have done well and, and her mom standing up for him he,
1: uh, he's a star athlete yeah. a genius hacker and also a, a warrior for social justice as well mm-hmm. and his mom speaks only in kind of like um like like mom like poster quotes mm. you know yeah later on she's she's like she's like you're so great now i can't wait to see how great you'll what you'll how great what you are will be or something. I don't remember what it is. But yeah. she, she talks mainly in, in inspirational aphorisms. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And her mom, yeah. he's So he's close to his mom. His dad, however, is not there to see him win the football game, which is, of course, uh, the saddest thing that can ever happen, movies have taught us, a father missing a football game. Uh, and the movie goes in to uh, underline this. There's a car accident after the game where the mom dies and the son Almost dies, uh, but for his dad's intervention. And, you know, that's why you don't miss these football games. Because everyone's going to die.
1: Later on, he says to his dad, Mom would st- would be with us if you had been there. And I'm like, I don't... Does your dad emit a force field that keeps cars from hitting your car? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I that's- guess it was
0: because they were kind of, like, arguing about him at the time. But that seems like uh-huh. a really roundabout, blamey way with... a uh- Anyway... So, like, so
1: his his dad, who is Silas Stone, the, the scientist from Star Labs, is guilty uh-huh. of many things. But I don't I don't think that his not being at the football game directly led to the car crash. I'll yeah. say that cyborg.
2: Yeah. So and he, he saved his son, turned him into a cyborg. Yeah. Uh, and he, he is not happy about this.
0: Yeah, this. Uh, yeah. The cyborg's not happy. He's trying out his new powers uh he's connected to the net like a like a lawnmower man of some kind mm-hmm. um, and i got to say that i mean like i don't know like i liked a lot of this stuff just because he was such a non-entity in the original cut yeah. and i'm like oh, okay there was a story here like there's there's interesting stuff here um
1: it's definitely it's definitely an improvement uh, i think it's very funny that his dad chooses to leave him a cassette taped message in which he's like <laughs> look the only way I could save your life was to turn you into a lawnmower man who can control all of the world's military and financial yeah. power with the, with but a thought. So you're a robo god now. The responsibility is on your shoulders for the entire world to be okay. Yeah. Deal with it. 18-year-old well, son.
0: No, that that uh-huh. is totally, like, because we see him, like... Yeah, he's like told, but to manipulate the world's finances would be child's play to you. And like, this is all visualized in, you know, cyber land. And now he is, yeah, he is God. He's making choices about people's morality and rewarding them. uh, Because he's like looking, he's like cyber stalking this woman. Uh, you, you know, over various security cameras, watching her like do virtuous things, but being beaten down by her life, and he's like, "Well, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars."
1: What's amazing to me is it turns out all of the closed-circuit television cameras in Gotham are are linked to the same database that's searchable by name and that edits the footage for you to give you just the most pertinent information to deciding if they deserve $100,000 or not. That will help you.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, he has all this power, but he also, you know, he looks like a robo-man. So, like, he's bumming, right? Like, he's like like Hellboy. He's like, I wish he didn't look like this. You know, like... No, I but mean like, like I would think like if you could do all that shit, like who cares,
0: man? Honestly, this stuff is interesting, <laughs> and it's just getting sort of like ruined by Zack Snyder's need to like lay it on as thick as possible. Because it is impossible for me to watch this without being like, okay, number one, you're just stalking this woman, and number two, <laughs> like like the message does seem to be like now I am God, and I decide who is virtuous, you know?
2: Yeah. Now I I just joked around about him. Being like like why would he care about what he looks like but part of it is because his character feels so like out of touch with humanity in a way like he's like i'm talking to this plane i'm talking to this thing like mm-hmm. uh so it seems like he's already transcended his humanity so it seems weird that he's hung up on yeah be being this now you know what i mean
1: well, I said that he, he is in the process of transcending his humanity, and he's not there yet. I think it's okay. that painful time when he is he is turning into the post human that he will be, but he he still has the he he still has the mind and the drives of a of a human, and he and he misses those. Things. It's the old um, it's you know the old saw about the the king and the peasant, where the king has all the power, but the peasant can go do whatever he wants whenever he wants. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe, I mean, it also, kind of.
0: I think maybe it's maybe is yeah, that an
1: old saw? Look, don't I mean, <laughs> don't use that old saw. It's not sharp it's enough. You're not going to be able to cut through that wood. Get a new saw. It's a rusty no. saw.
0: I mean, I just wonder if it's like also one of these cases where like he believes himself to be a, a robot, not a true man anymore. So he he leans into that, whether like unconsciously or consciously. Who knows? Yeah. We're, we're is, psychoanalyzing is, this character.
1: We're psychoanalyzing the character Cyborg, who is mm-hmm. a, a, a teenager who was brought back to life using an alien box. And his dad was like, the only way I could bring you back to life was to give you boot jets so you can fly.
0: <laughs> so you look like a real Iron Man. Uh, anyway, The Flash goes to visit his dad in jail. Daddy issues all over. Dad has been put away for falsely, question mark, uh, being accused of killing mom. And the dad is like... Who's li- his dad? Is that, uh, is that Billy Crudup? That dad, is that <laughs> Jim Billy Caviezel? Crudup. Who is that? No, it's it you know it that Billy Crudup. I think uh, I got, got, it with one. got it wrong last time. Uh, dad is like, please live your life. Stop coming to see me. Stop living for you. For me, sorry. Uh, anyway, the Flash goes back to his lair, all sad. and Okay, Here's I've got a problem what? with the Flash's okay. lair.
1: Let Mm -hmm. me talk about the Flash's lair for a second. The Flash goes to an abandoned train yard or something because, again, this is Central City, which is kind of like a a downtrodden blue-collar industrial town in the DC universe. And he's got his lair, which is—it should be Batman's lair. Like, Batman's lair is ridiculously high-tech. And the Flash's lair should be, like, a computer— and like a bookcase, but he's got yeah. so many screens, and the screens are up higher than you can see, or they're behind other screens. And I was like, "What does he need all?" I don't understand what this. This seems beyond the capabilities of a guy who is scrambling to get a dog walker job. Well, also, so he I has have that, to assume
0: that fancy outfit. That's the that's the more he has a crazy fancy outfit thing.
1: with display lights underneath yeah. it, yeah, like you would have in a museum. But I have to assume that he's stealing all this stuff using his flash powers. Like, but if he's no stealing he all this stuff, it.
2: why is he working so many jobs? If he's yeah, if he's just... comfortable stealing stuff, why doesn't he just break his dad out of prison?
1: Uh, he, has, he has a very elaborate and complicated set of ethics uh, for different situations that we do not get into in the movie yeah. where some things are worth stealing for a greater good and some things are not. Some laws exist. And who makes those decisions? The Flash makes those decisions. And do you trust the Flash to make those decisions? This guy's pulling hot dogs out of the air. I don't think so. Stuff in yeah. his pockets full of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. So he'll steal a hot dog out of the air and he'll steal a TV, but he won't free his own Happy father from jail. And- <laughs> Flash. You've been busted.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the Flash goes back to his lair. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's there. He introduces himself as such, and the Flash doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is, which is weird. It's like yeah. if, like you didn't know who like Elon Musk was or whatever. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, Bruce recruits uh, the Flash for his uh, super team. Uh, the Flash
1: an- Wait, an- another yes. moment they want to show that the Flash this is a classic thing in the Flash now that he uses up a lot of energy so he's always eating high calorie food they walk out of the Flash's headquarters and he's got a whole box of pizza and it's like we didn't see him bring that pizza with him so that's gross <laughs> pizza that's just been sitting on a table for I hours mean, maybe I think days
2: they, they, I think they've addressed that like he just has to turn that speed force on then he can go get a pizza he can go steal it like true. he
1: stole all of his stuff Yeah, that's a good point. He's just stealing pizzas left and right like a Ninja Turtle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the Flash is desperate for friends, so he goes with Bruce. He's like, what are your superpowers again? And Bruce Wayne says, I'm rich, which was in the other cut, too. But I thought, that's a pretty funny line in both of them. Uh, yeah. it's a that's good a great line. That's a, of
1: Batman. That's a fantastic line.
0: Yeah.
2: And I feel like there, there should have been a moment where Barry Allen's like, okay, so if you're super rich, can you can you buy a lawyer to get my dad out of jail? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe we can do a trade. Uh, also, buy, and, and,
2: and, buy Ma Kent's <laughs> house for
1: her, please. And Bruce Wayne is like, I can buy the house. I can't buy a lawyer. I can hire a lawyer. And Flash is like, you knew what I meant. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh but we're
1: getting to the we're getting to one of the highlights in the movie right when Alfred mansplains to Wonder Woman how to make tea.
0: Yeah. I mean like yeah, the joke the joke being that uh, Wonder Woman is making tea and Alfred is British, so even though he personally would not like a cup right then, he cannot stop looking over her shoulder and giving her pointers.
1: This is one of those uh, scenes where usually in a non 4 hour version of a superhero movie it, it ends up on the cutting room floor yeah. but it's 4 hours shove it in sure we'll have the tea lesson
0: Yeah but also so Wonder Woman's on, like doing computer stuff on the screen oh uh, a hack hacked message comes in it says meet here now and it's in a ransom font font with like all different letters even though yeah. the Cyborg controls the internet you could just
1: <laughs> yeah, do dude, it in he's one font up- He's cutting up magazine websites and yeah. pasting them together. Yeah, it's uh, like she
2: she started up one of those old ads before a DVD that's like, you wouldn't steal a DVD, would you? <laughs> uh,
0: but so Wonder Woman meets Cyborg. He uh, She asks him for help, and he's like, fuck the world, and uh, tries to be like, I shut myself off. Uh, she tries to be I shut myself off once, and... Seems like she's going to convince him to re-engage with humanity, but he flies away back to his own gravestone. Anyway. Where he, um, where he
1: buries the mother box, right?
0: Uh, is that what happened there? I missed that part. I believe yeah, he buries nice the shallow. mother box. Okay.
1: He buries the mother box under about an inch of dirt at his mother's actual grave. Because what is a what is a coffin but a mother box for some people? Yeah. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for applauding that. Uh the uh, there was a when when Wonder Woman was like I lost someone once and I shut myself off for a while. I wanted her to turn to the audience and be like, "Do you buy that as a reason I didn't do anything about World War II yeah. <laughs> Do you buy that? Because I, mean, I was also, really into World War I and yeah. then I didn't help anybody else ever again. Yeah,
0: and I also didn't do anything until 1984, and then everyone seemed to forget when I saved the world uh, because now people are confused by me now in the present. Anyway. Actually, it is pretty
1: funny that in that in the previous movie Batman learns about Wonder Woman from that old photograph from World War One when he there was probably footage of her from the 80s <laughs> yeah. doing her stuff, you know. Uh
0: okay. Well, Parademons take Joe Morton away. Uh we see J.K. Simmons as a Commissioner Gordon. Uh people think that the you know, there's a drawings of these parademons that looks like Batman. He's like I'll, I'm talking to him tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah so. bring
2: me pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: ham, ham,
0: Christmas ham. Um. Anyway, so... Batman
1: and I have a, have a hangout planned for tonight, so I'll bring it up to him. <laughs> Our uh, game night is tonight, me and the bat. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So the Flash, Wonder Woman, and bats are all together. We get a, a CGI amber herd underwater in a different scene. I mean, I'm just... You know we're so near the end here of the end Ste- of the Ste- middle.
1: Steppenwolf goes. She, Steppenwolf goes to Atlantis and he fights Mira and Aquaman and he beats yeah. him up and he steals the Mother Box and Aquaman yeah. is like and she and Mira, Mira is like, Hey, you need to help people. And Aquaman's like, Well, I never knew my mom, so no, and leaves.
0: Yeah. And this is the point when uh, Audrey saw Justice League in the theater in 4D. A bunch of water got squirted around. And, oh fun!
2: Uh, oh, that would have been awesome. I wish somebody squirted water on me while I was watching yeah. this. <laughs>
0: So anyway, uh, now Seven Wolf has two boxes, one to go. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for the third. And we that brings us into part four, Change Machine. It's not about quarters, guys. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Gordon. Commissioner Gordon meets Batman and Wonder Woman and Cyclops and the Flash. Uh-huh.
1: Cyclops is there? Wow. It's, a, <laughs> Cyclops, it's an intercompany crossover? <laughs>
0: yeah. Sorry. I, I just have "sigh" in my notes and yeah. my brain was... Uh, you know, there's a bunch of...
1: And you're, and you're like, you're like, wait, is Cy Young the famous yeah. creature there? No, uh, no, it's Cyclops. Is yeah. it
0: Cyrus the Virus? <laughs> it's a blah, blah, blah exposition scene, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. This is like, they're like, go someplace and fight people. And, I mean, and now, that, basically...
2: now that Steppenwolf has two boxes, he turns his hideout, it, like he creates a giant energy uh, scrotum over his mm-hmm. hideout, and it looks over really Chernobyl. cool. Chernobyl, yeah. yeah. It,
1: it makes a big energy scrotum so that he can... Yeah, I don't which know. can I assume re- retract when it's cold. Uh so the Commissioner Gordon scene, uh they're basically telling us information we know, but he gives them information that helped them find the nest of parademons where mm, they've kidnapped okay. the Star Labs employees.
0: Okay, that's what's good. So there's a big fight scene. I don't it's so fucking like there's nothing interesting about it. They're just fighting you know, fighting. fighting in fighting, my fighting. in my
1: notes for this scene, uh, this is where I wrote Getting Bored of This Now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh so uh, they and, again, lo- and and
1: and Bat- Batman calls uh, Alfred and is like, "I'm gonna need the Nightcrawler." And I was like, "Nightcrawlers? Yeah. That would have been
2: amazing, right?"
1: But no, it's it's some kind of it's a just kind of like a walking tank, like in Ghost in the Shell.
2: Yeah, well, it's anyway. like a spider tank that has guns on it. So Batman's like, "Well, the the tank's the one that has the guns, not me. I'm not a coward."
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. still not using guns. I'm using uh, the buttons, and the <laughs> tank is firing them. You see.
0: Anyway, they basically, like, lose this fight, and, uh, like, a, a an under, underwater pipe cracks, and, you know, like, they would drown, but except uh, Aquaman shows up in a thing that's, like, honestly unclear, like, uh, like, Audrey was like, did he break the pipe open? I'm like, no, no, I think the pipe just broke, and he's there to save them. Uh, and he's
1: there uh, with the power of the plot needs him to be there.
0: Yeah. And so he saves them, blah, blah, blah. That's great, whatever. So Steppenwolf touches the mother box and he's like, oh shit, like they're all here. And there's crop circle pat- patterns. And um, this is like. So as- yeah, go on. I oh,
1: know, actually, you say what you're going to say and then I'll say what I was well, going
0: to say. Well, this part is kind of confusing because like Steppenwolf is like being like, okay, well, we wanted the anti life and that's on this earth, but it's like. It's it's hard to tell like what he was supposed to have known about what is on Earth at the beginning of the movie versus now because I guess yeah. he only knew that there was one box here before well, and no, now he, he's like he, it's all here I don't know
1: somehow so here's so here I'll this is a confusing sequence he's t- press it, he he touches the box and he sees something that Darkseid saw back in the other flashback and. He realizes this planet is the planet that defeated Darkseid thousands uh. of years ago, which you'd think they'd know that if there's already mother—he's looking for mother boxes right. on the planet. Why would he think they're there if he didn't know that this was the planet yeah. that they left a bunch of dark uh, mother boxes on? But yeah. what he learns is that Earth is also the location of the anti-life equation, which they don't— really explain what it is in this movie but i'll tell you what it is dan if it's the same well in the comics, i mean the
0: name seems self-explanatory but sure go well, on this
1: well they say anti-life they say anti-life <laughs> is here in the comics the anti-life equation is literally like a mathematical formula you can possess in your mind that gives you the ability to control the conscious minds of living beings hmm. and so dark side he wants the ultimate control which is control of the thoughts of all the beings in the universe and he's always looking for the anti-life equation which will give him that control seems like and a huge fucking pain in the ass <laughs> It it's is a big pain responsibility. in the butt. And when Orion gets it in Walt Simmonson's run of Orion, which is fantastic and I recommend it to anybody, uh, it is a pain in the ass and it's a big responsibility. Uh, but so that's – so this is a – he kind of like half explains this stuff to DeSad and Darkseid, but it is unclear. Yeah, if they didn't know that this was the planet they left their mother boxes on, why was Steppenwolf looking for mother boxes on this planet? What's that all about? Yeah. Alfie.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so that all happens. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we go back to where like Superman's uh, ship is. They're like talking about strategy. Uh, Cyclops. Oh, and
1: Cy- Cyborg has Cy- brought Cyborg. over his... Why do I keep saying Cyclops Cy- is also could be there. <laughs> Cyborg <laughs> brings over his mother box. So him burying it as mom's yeah. grave was meaningless. It didn't matter. He just dug it right up yeah. again the next... Like a couple hours later, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, Sci- so
2: like I'm imagining cyborg uh, in the rain, clutching at his mom's grave, the way Cyclops clutches at uh, Jean Grey's <laughs> grave,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Exa- yep. Exactly.
0: Well, anyway, cyborg explains what his whole deal is, and he's you know like, oh, this is alien technology, it revitalized me. They're like, oh, this is the mother box. It's a matter manipulator. We can maybe bring Superman back to life because we got so uh, destroyed the last time we tried to fight. Uh huh. Um, well, he, sa-
1: he says the mother boxes seem to have woken up when Superman died. Yeah. They heard his scream and they woke up almost as if they were afraid to conquer the world for Darkseid when Superman was alive. That like the mother boxes are afraid Superman could defeat them, so we gotta bring him back.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then there. Then also, there's a weird scene in here where uh martha superman's mom visits lois and they have coffee and lois hasn't been to work since uh clark died and martha's like come back to the living and then she leaves and it turns out she's secretly the martian manhunter and you're like so was she the martian manhunter the last time we saw her in the movie or was that real martha kent and like why is the martian manhunter feel like he has to take the form of like Lois's uh, dead fiance's mom to talk to her. Like I don't. I'll, I'll understand. raise you
1: one more, Dan. I'll raise you one more. Why does the Martian Manhunter feel like he needs to get involved in Lois's <laughs> career and emotional development? Yeah. So I mean, will see. Weird. Maybe he's
2: you know he's the ultimate chess master. Yeah. That's his I, superpower, <laughs> right?
0: So I have no idea whether this is going to pay off later. which is just going to be a really strange interlude, interlude in the movie, but. So, maybe maybe he's got a
2: bounty contract on Superman, and the only way he can find Superman yeah. is by get, getting getting Lois to like figure her
0: shit out. I mean, if you've got to yeah, overcome trauma, if you've got a Jones for John Jones, uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Then per, you did it.
1: Excellently done. Anyway, <laughs> excellently done.
0: so anyway, so we end this chapter on the heroes contemplating using the the box to return Superman, saying there's no us without uh-huh. him. Guys, I'd like to do something... Next
2: chapter, sometimes dead is better.
0: Yeah. That's all. Oh, God. I'm going to do something unprecedented in Flophouse lore, uh, a new segment called Middle Judgments, where you don't (laughs) necessarily say what you think overall, because how can you? But if there's anything that you wanted to say that didn't fit into the rest of it... How
1: can you know after only watching the first two and a half hours of the movie? (laughs) But I agree, Dan. We got to see how it plays out in the last hour 40... Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I just wanted to say, like, my thing with it so far is that I think, you know, tentatively, like, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's it's definitely, like, uh, in the traditional senses of the word, it's probably a better cut of the movie, just in the sense that, it, like, feels like a coherent vision rather than something that was cobbled together by a studio, which the other one definitely felt like. Uh, It is super self-important, but, like, at least it kind of looks neat and is less mean-spirited, weirdly, than the previous couple Zack Snyder superhero movies. But I do think that it is hard to understand without actually having seen the theatrical cut. Like, this, this works. That's the theory I wanted to say before. Like, this works as well as it does kind of in relation to the previous shitty cut that we saw that moved the story along, told us quickly what things were, <laughs> and, like, prepared us to, like, lower our standards. Anyway, that so that's my theory, but...
1: I, I would disagree that it is only clear if you watch the other movie. I think if you don't watch the last two Zack Snyder movies, it's yeah. obviously incomprehensible. But I think that they're actually doing a better job of making it a coherent story and coherent characters and things like that, but which you can do when you have this much time Mm -hmm. to play around with it. I mean, it's an interesting case study because, like, there is no... There is no world in which a four-hour cut of a superhero movie would be the first cut released to theaters. There's... it's, I mean, maybe after this one is a success in some form that'll lead to, but there has to be a first one and it was only going to happen on a streaming platform and not in a theater. I think that... Yeah, it's a much clearer look so far at Zack Snyder's vision. And once I do not once I stop trying to compare that vision to reality or find any sort of meaning in it, <laughs> I can enjoy it more as Craymaster type art spectacle. You know, Cray Master has some meaning to it, I guess, but it once I stop trying to puzzle out what is this movie about, because it's not yeah. about really anything, but it is a I feel like he is he is taking so far characters and using them as metaphors but they're not really metaphors for anything like it's it's i feel every marvel movie is kind of about a pretty simple idea about like never give up or like uh you gotta take care of each other and this one i don't know what it is about other than that sometimes when aliens attack you gotta build a super team like that seems to be the lesson of it and so i'm enjoying it on a purely style level but if you asked me like oh is this is it was there a reason to do a four-hour Justice League movie that takes itself super seriously. I would have to say, not not entirely, but we'll see. Maybe yeah. the last hour forty will will con, will convince me otherwise.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, uh, from what we've seen, this is clearly a like a better version of this movie. Uh, it's not particularly a, a high bar to clear because uh, <laughs> the original was not very good. The first one was bad. Yeah, and the. I think the two previous Zack Snyder superhero movies, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, they felt so impatient in a way. Like he clearly knew what he wanted to do and he felt forced to like throw in shit to just like to get to the points that he wanted to. like. And so it never felt like it did the homework to get to the emotional payoffs that he was expecting to hit. And I don't know if he's doing that yet but at least the movie makes a little bit more sense than the previous movie and or the previous
1: version. Somehow this movie is is feeling less, even though it is constant emo sadness. It's feeling less bleak to me than Superman versus Batman, where and maybe it's just because it's about characters, heroes starting to work together rather than that yeah. movie, which was yeah. so much about them hitting each other in the face with filthy urinals. Uh, you know, like, like, there isn't anything in the movie that yet that speaks, to, so far at least, to me, as, so, with so much disdain for humanity as, as some of the scenes in Batman versus Superman. And it yeah. shows you that, like, you can make a movie feel more bleak by adding humor to it. Like, the last Justice League cut felt really grim to me, and it's partly, be- I guess, because the contrast between the Joss Whedon humor and the, like, grim stuff... Yeah, Just the lack it, of, what, the lack of color if in yeah. every scene possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very strange.
1: But stay tuned for our final judgments in the next episode of The Flophouse watches Zack Snyder's Justice yep. League, Part for reals. Two. That
2: we are contractually obligated because we are film people on the internet.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice, but we do see you doing it. Honk if you like to do it. <laughs> what was, didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, yeah. honk if you did it? That's what I it think was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. <laughs> uh, why did we not ever make those? those we did make them. <laughs> I think they're still in the Max Fun
0: store. <laughs> honk, honk. You're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Thanks, Viz. So are you. Each week we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good
1: job. You can find us on maximumfun.org. Hong Kong. Toot toot. I started
2: listening to Ono Ross and Carrie shortly after I broke my arm.
0: I couldn't get my book started.
2: I was lost, honestly. I knew it was time to make a change. There's something about Oh No, Ross and Carrie that you just can't get anywhere else. They're thought leaders, discoverers, founders.
1: I'd call them heroes. Ross and Carey don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. They take part themselves. They show up so you don't have to.
0: But you might find that you want to. My arm is better.
1: I wrote an entire book this weekend. It, it's terrible, but I
2: did it. Just go to MaximumFun.org.
1: Thank Thank you, Ross and Carrie. Ona, Ross and Carrie is just a podcast. It doesn't do anything. It's just sounds you listen to in your ears. All these people
0: are made up. Goodbye. Okay. Well, the Flophouse is sponsored in part by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website... To turn your cool idea into something all sorts of people can see across the internet, blog, or publish content, sell products and services of all kinds, and much, much more. And Squarespace will do that for you by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers, everything optimized for mobile right out of the box, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, and free and secure hosting. Head to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code flop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: Uh, Now, Dan, I had I don't want to interrupt. That was a great that was a great read. I had an idea for a website and I was hoping Squarespace could help me with it. Mm, Please, please. I was, I was kind of inspired by the hullabaloo around the, the Snyder Cut, and that's why I'm starting uh, my own service. It's www.snydercuts.com, Snyder Cuts Beef. Snyder Cut's beef brings you steaks three to four times larger than your average steak. Uh, rather oh, wow. than that p- pink or red, it is a uniform gray, and it comes with a <laughs> special marinade that tastes like ashes and tears. That's www.snydercut'ssteak. That's beef that brings you all the qualities of a Zack Snyder film
0: in the form of a cow. You know, this is the first time I've ever suspected you of pre-writing one of these because it's a little too good. <laughs> like, no, you're saying there's... All
1: off the dome. Off the dome, Dan.
2: You're saying there's a there's a, a bonus service that if somebody orders enough beef that they'll also get Snyder cuts hair, where he will cut three to four extra inches off of ha-
1: off of your hair, and it will be gray at the end of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, strangely enough, he cuts more off your hair, and yet your hair is longer than when you started. Snyder cuts hair. Uh, he actually adds extensions to the hair. It does turn your hair gray, and uh, again, when you look in the mirror, you'll be overcome with sadness. And in the mirror, in this case, is the ocean. So that's Snyder cuts hair. Oh, wow. That's uh, if you get you have a membership at Snydercuts.com. Snyder cuts your place for sad beef.
0: Uh, well, that's uh, really useful, Elliot. Now, why don't you do an ad for uh, someone who's actually. <laughs> giving us money not a (laughs) made-up hey
1: I i would love to dan hey now more than ever, storytellers—our episode is also brought to, to you, uh, this episode, by Storyblocks. Now more than ever, storytellers and content creators like Zack Snyder are challenged with producing more video content at a higher quality than ever before. Sometimes you got to take a two-hour movie and turn it into a four-hour movie. Well, keep up with that growing demand from your rabid online fans with modern video content without sacrificing your vision, the way Snack Snyder didn't have to, with stock media from Storyblocks. Storyblocks is dedicated to being the world's best royalty-free stock media subscription service. That's right, royalty-free. It's an ever-growing library, over 1 million high quality stock assets, including 4K HD footage. And there's templates, there's music, there's sound effects, everything. Here's the thing. They've got affordable subscription plans and tools. With the Storyblocks unlimited all-access plan, you get unlimited downloads of everything in their library. It's royalty-free. Pay for the subscription, use the footage, it's yours. To use, you don't have to give them another dime after that, except... To continue subscription, which you're going to want to do. Even if your subscription ends, if you're foolish enough to let your subscription lapse, everything you've downloaded is yours to keep. Uh, for those of us who were lucky to watch our the Flophouse live Teen Wolf show, you may remember Dan's wonderful uh, intermission song about <laughs> having to pee, set over Storyblocks footage. It yeah. was beautiful so why don't you be like Dan go have a pee and then explore the storyblocks library and subscribe today at storyblocks.com slash flop that's right that's storyblocks.com slash flop
0: that sounds wonderful uh, I don't know if any if you if you guys have a uh, personal plugs do you have anything personal hey we're talking
1: we're talking about to- well this is a a little personal uh we're talking about comics so i might as well mention again maniac of new york number one and number two from aftershocks comics written by me they're on comic shelves now maniac of new york number three comes out april 14th so ask your comic store for it these have been selling fast if you're if you are you want you watch Zack snyder's grim take on the justice league and you want my grim take on commuting in new york get maniac of new york and Thank not you. to
2: not to plug digital comics or anything, but if you can't, if you're having trouble finding a comic shop or a specialty store where you can get the book, it is available on Comixology, so you can get it digitally.
1: Yes, it is available day and date on Comixology, so if you're having trouble finding a store near you or if the stores near you are sold out and you just cannot wait for a second printing in case there is one, uh, the second printing of number one, I don't know if it's sold out yet, but it, it might be close to, uh, they are available on Comixology, and you can read them on your own home. Tablet, just watch out because it might scare you so much that you drop the tablet and it breaks. Oh, but don't let that yeah, stop you from shatter your buying tablet. it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 oh, it's, a, it's no. a shatter tab. Read. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
2: And yeah, I'll recommend my bars. Check out my bars. Hey, do you, have you ever heard of Brooklyn, New York? Well, I have because I live there, and we have bars here, <laughs> two of them: uh, Hinterlands Bar and Minnie's Bar. Please come by. Yeah. Uh, we need your help. If you're, uh, the you know, weather's getting better.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're nervous about. Um, uh indoor uh stuff if you're not vaccinated yet they both have lovely backyard areas uh-huh
2: um, but i've been vaccinated baby check yay. me out i'm gonna
0: live forever now let's make it clear that uh you you are one of the groups designated to be able to get the vaccine i feel yeah i, I
2: didn't like break in no, and steal I know. the I vaccine just, <laughs> i feel like
0: there's so much like internet shaming of people like That's based fucking on sucks. like the weird like like uneven outroll of this stuff and we all understand that it's difficult and we all want it as soon as possible but we also want to make it clear that you know we're doing our part by getting vaccinated uh legally as soon as we can uh
2: Look, no i vaccination... dressed up like fucking mr six and i went to the <laughs> fucking place and i was like please one vaccine for an old man
1: yeah <laughs> uh the vaccination works best when everybody gets it so Everybody, if you can all get it as quickly as you can legally, yeah. that would be great.
0: Um, hey, I'll, you know what? Why not? I'll say this. Uh, I, I'll plug a thing. <laughs> I, uh... I, my my own personal Instagram. I keep private because you know you got to have at least some parts of uh, your life that you don't expose to the world. But mm-hmm. OnlyFans. You can look at my cats. I have a new cat Instagram. <laughs> it's called Archie. Underscore and the word and not ampersand. Panda, Archie and Panda. La uh, looks very skeptical right now. Yeah, well, he doesn't like cats because they make him sneeze, which is you know. Perfectly... Uh, excuse me.
1: I like I like cats when they are Judy Dench slathered in CGI, <laughs> just not in real life. Yeah.
0: Um. So that's all important <laughs> plugs.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, equally important plugs. Uh, Hey, why don't we do some letters from listeners? This first one is from Dan, last name withheld, who writes, If by internet decree you couldn't flop movies anymore, what other form or forms of terrible media would you pivot to in order to keep the podcast going? Elliot, would you tackle the later super problematic comics of Frank Miller? Stuart, wouldst thou engage in melee combat with the works of... Burzum? Is that Burzum? Well, that's uh, an orcish
2: term, but it's Mm. Burzum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, no, probably not, but go on.
0: Dan, would you quantifiably (laughs) determine the most off-putting literary sex scene? Do you have a specific album, book, painting, or dare I say it podcast already in the chamber for day one, episode one of Flophouse 2.0? I'd love to hear what else you'd flop If movies were suddenly off the table, stay safe and stay cool. Cool dudes. Dan, last name withheld. I'm going to jump in there. Dan, Dan, last
2: name withheld. Now, at least I, I was, I was too busy thinking. So I didn't hear what you suggested for Dan, but I think the things you suggested for Elliot and I are more problematic than just artistically bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like it feels weird. Like as much as I, uh, like well, you're, you suggested that I talk about, uh, if, I I like heavy metal and you suggest that I talk about uh, a foundational second wave black metal artist who is a murderer and a racist. Uh, Like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to single boost that shit. (laughs) Uh, But like, I'll talk, like I'd talk about bad heavy metal. uh, But I feel like if I was going to talk, I'm, I'm hesitant to do, to do more like pop culture critique. Uh, but I guess I mean we kinda use it as more than anything as a jumping off point to be silly boys. Uh but I feel like if I was gonna pick a medium that I am passionate about, like I am about movies, I'd probably pick like comic books. Like I'm I'm very passionate about comics. Um but I don't I don't know what specific I don't have a specific one queued up that I'm like, I can't wait to roast
1: uh Chris Ware's fucking acne novelty library. <laughs> The novelty has worn off, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, if if for some reason uh, the law came down that we can no longer do a, mo- a podcast about bad movies, I might take the time to try to do something not based around bad media so I don't <laughs> have to, like, subject myself to things that I know are not quality. Like, yeah. uh, when there's... I only have... I, I'm getting older. I only have so much time in this universe. I've got to... Why, why spend on that? That being said, what comes to mind right off the bat... Long time listeners know that there's a particular song that I think is the worst song ever written and I hate it and that's Kokomo by the Beach Boys and I could see doing a podcast maybe a whole series taking that song apart and pointing out why it does why it should not exist and also why it's problematic it's gross that it's essentially a song about a rich old or middle-aged man trying to tempt a young girl to come with him to a mythical island where you know she'd be at his mercy uh, and uh, but on top of that if I couldn't do a music podcast You know that the thing I'd love to tear into are all those municipal sculptures of Robert Indiana's love. Not a fan. Don't Mm -hmm. like it. There was a summer I had to walk past that damn love uh, sculpture in Midtown Manhattan every day when I was working in Midtown Manhattan. It was the worst moment of my day every time oh, I had to walk oh, by man. that thing oh man somebody put a nickel in elliot somebody hold him back uh, yeah. and i know that is it is very privileged of me to say that the worst moment of my day at that time was looking at this sculpture for a moment as i walked past it obviously there were worse things going on in my life i was depressingly lonely and uh, and in, at a terrible place but it all seemed to come to a head when i would pass by the love sculpture uh, a huge sculpture winking its eye at me about the thing that, at the time, I felt I would never receive. So, Robert Indiana, who died a few years ago, you just got roasted. Oh, wow. Tap dancing on his grave.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with Elliot in that, like, I don't want to commit myself to more (laughs) bad shit. Uh, Like, (laughs) well, the thing is, like, about movies, like, they're kind of perfect for this sort of format, because the... Time um, investment is lower than reading a terrible novel, uh, and meanwhile, like I don't know, what am I gonna do? Like, do a the the museum of bad art is a great place to go, but I'm not gonna do, you know, more than five minutes of material on like a bad uh, painting someone did. Like, I, I think I would do something. I rather than bad, I would just like do something where the fun of it was how obscure and unimportant to anything going on in current day life. It is like, I'd be like, Oh, let's do a podcast. that goes through all the little Lulu comic books, you know, like, let's pick something very (laughs) esoteric and just like focus on that because what the hell does it matter? Like when it comes down to it, like, podcasts I mean, that I, I f- enjoy are more about like the people who do them than the topic. I feel
2: like our next podcast is going to be Dan baking stuff and we're all together and then we all get to eat it and eat mm-hmm. on mic, which is what people mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. People love that sound. Everybody yep. gets to hear the yummy sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. Final letter. Well, for- you. that's it. What? You
1: heard it. That's the announcement. Our next podcast, <laughs> The Bakehouse.
0: Final yummy. letter for this episode. In Flophouse Mini, number four, I had an epiphany while listening to Stewart's description of the Fast 9 trailer in which Vin Diesel, quote, catches a car while surfing on top of another car. Uh We're all familiar with Ding Dong Gate. In this Fast 9 trailer, we have yet another instance of Stewart's interpretation of of events (laughs) diverging from the on-screen reality. Here
2: we go again, mama (laughs) mia. And it occurred
0: to me... It occurred to me, is this how Stuart always sees the world? (laughs) Looking through Stuart's eyes, does everything appear just one notch cooler than it actually Uh. is? Think about this. It would explain so much, it may be the grand unified theory of Stuart, John, last name withheld. I think that's Uh a pretty good theory. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's possible. I mean... It's also weird when I'm like, always right? <laughs> uh, yuck.
0: Mm, okay.
2: Uh, well, thanks for writing in. I'm glad that you enjoyed those trailers and the movie Cast Freak. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, real pro, this guy. Just like pivots. <laughs> okay, well, I
0: guess... That whimper means it's time to move on to the final segment of the show, which is where we recommend a movie. Say you don't have the four hours to spend on a recut version.
2: Oh, you don't know what Elliot's going to
0: recommend. A recut version of uh, a... The thing that
1: really got to me was seeing people on Twitter being like, hey, the Zack Snyder cut comes out tomorrow. I guess I'll watch the original tonight so I can compare the two. And it was just like, how much time do you have on your hands? Yeah. You can watch six hours of two versions of the same movie back I mean, to back. I mean,
2: I saw Fellowship of the Ring seven times in the theater, but I was also in college and didn't have a particularly active social life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the movie that I'm going to recommend uh, proves that I couldn't complain that, about other people wasting their time. I'm going to recommend a little movie from 1993, Starring one Drew Barrymore, and it is called Doppelganger. This movie is ridiculous, and uh, I really mm-hmm. loved it. it. It feels like, it is definitely like an American giallo type thing. It is like a Brian De Palma movie pumped up to 20 with like, I don't know, Showtime, After Hours, production quality Drew Barrymore in the lead playing someone who's supposed to be possibly threatening during that like period where they tried to sell Drew Barrymore as if she wasn't like inherently just like sort of sweet and lovable rather than you know like they tried to make her menacing um and it's uh it's a it's a very strange movie that you think might end up you know like with a conventional twist or two and it gets much weirder than you think it is i think it would be and um i don't know I, I i honestly can't tell whether i'm recommending it as a good bad movie or movie i legitimately enjoyed. <laughs> it really it's, straddles it's that Riding line. the edge
1: i feel like dan that you you kind of live yeah. that live that line a lot more than the rest of us and i admire you for it
0: i'm always mm-hmm. you know i'm just i'm just trying to that's where i want to be man i I'm, want i'm looking for that next high
1: yeah that razor's edge
0: <laughs> yeah Uh,
2: so about a week or so ago, I was caught in the grips of second, uh, second, uh, vaccine fever. Mm. That's right. Uh, about 12 hours after getting my second dose of the Moderna vaccine, I was very feverish and sick. And that lasted like 12 hours and I had the Mm. chills and I was bumming. But you know what helped get me out of it? That's right. I watched a movie from 1992 called Sneakers. That's mm-hmm. right. I'm recommending Sneakers today, guys. I watched Sneakers and I ate some Chinese food and I felt much better afterwards. Because you know what? Sneakers is great. And what a cast we have here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bobby Redford. Are they, are, they, are, they, are they there with you? It's like you're, you're saying as if they're going to walk out on here stage. Here they
2: come. <laughs> That's right. All the stars. Bobby Redford. Dan Aykroyd, Sydney Poitier, uh, shit, so many Mary people. Mary McDonald, David, Mary McDonald, River Phoenix. That's right, uh, not a lake. David we got the whole river, David Straight You know what? A young Donald Logue with ben very Kingsley. long hair, and I'm into it. <laughs> ben Grimsby himself, Ben Kingsley. Oh, yeah. baby. Uh, and yeah. you know what? It's super fun. Uh, it is a like a high tech espionage thriller in ni- set nineteen ninety two, and it has technology that <laughs> is appropriate for nineteen ninety two, which is really great to see.
1: Yeah, set uh, set in nineteen ninety two because it's from nineteen ninety two, mm, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not a period piece, <laughs> it rests, in a way it kind of is, right? Although they never address what I'm doing when uh, in nineteen ninety two when I was twelve years old, which is probably not much. I was probably going to soccer camp. But um,
0: <laughs> this is my favorite reoccurring new bit where Stewart expects every movie from the past to address where he was personally. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm the audience, dude. They got to play yeah, to me. You're right. I I'm mean, if Justice fucking, League has taught us anything, <laughs> I'm
2: putting five bucks into the fucking slot, and they're giving me yeah. A release I've the Stewart.
1: Release the Stewart cut of sneakers. Come on, wear, <laughs> get get it out of your vaults, Warner uh, Brothers. So yeah, you know, sneakers is great. Give it a shot. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Elliot? I am going to say uh, if you're tired of watching four hour movies, why not try a tight 81 minute movie that takes place almost completely in real time, but it doesn't call attention to that? That's right, everybody. I'm talking about the Alan Juan Western Silver Load. So, this is a movie from 1954, directed by the uh, great Alan Juan. It was one of, I think, his last movies, possibly, but I don't remember about that. Anyway, uh, John Sil- Payne. is
2: Silverado? A-
1: Silverado. Uh, it's that one. No, it's called Silverload. That's L-O-D-E. Silverload is the name of the town it takes place in. Uh, John Payne is a man who uh, came to this town two years ago and quickly uh, enamored everybody in it. He's about to get married on the 4th of July when a uh, national, a federal marshal, played by Dan Duryea, comes in and says— This man's wanted for murder. He's under arrest. Me and my men are going to take him, and people have to figure out in the town who are they going to believe. This man that they've come to love but only known him for a little bit of time, or this guy who has the paperwork that says he's a federal marshal but seems a little suspicious, and uh, John Payne has to go and basically prove his innocence and stay alive while these guys are wandering around the town, and it is a real tight, fun movie. Uh, There's some really amazingly kind of choreographed, synchronized scenes using this western set, uh and very few very few edits and it's just super fun and guys is it in color yes it's in color so don't worry you anti-black and white people you can watch it in color that's silver load and uh it may still be available on amazon prime just to watch for free if you have amazon prime
0: well those that's sound three like movies three movies three uh, movies
1: that are i think about the combined runtime of Zack snyder's justice yeah. League.
0: yeah speaking of Zack snyder's justice league i hope you have enjoyed. We hope you have enjoyed this first mm-hmm. half of the Flophouse's version of Jack Snyder's The <laughs> Jack Flophouse. Snyder. Cut of oh no, we've Zach been watching Snyder's Jack.
1: We've been uh, watching Jack Snyder's Zustis League, which sorry. is a different movie. They're a league oh, that's boy. searching for Zustis. First, they have to figure out what Zustis means, but it's all part of Jack Snyder's brand vision. Oh, Zack Jack
0: Snyder's Just Ice League, which is not, not to be confused. <laughs> team that he belongs not to. Not to be
1: confused with George Lucas's Zuckus League, which is the movie he made about the bounty hunter Zuckus. Of course, he's the partner of Forlom. You'll see him mm. in Empire Strikes Back for a half a second.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Anyway, point is, that's the first part of our coverage of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, I'd like to thank, before we go, Jordan Cowling for doing all of our production work, um, making it sound not crazy and awful, hopefully. Um, uh, Thanks to Maximum Fun. Our network, go to MaximumFun.org to check out all the other great shows on the network. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes or tweet about us or tell a friend who says, hey, I'm thinking about getting into podcasts. And uh, you say, uh, probably you shouldn't do a podcast yourself because there are too many podcasts right now, but here's one to listen to. Um yeah, the Flop House should be the one that you recommend. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if or or
2: friend, you should encourage your friend Tell your friend to follow their dreams
1: Yeah, why yeah. not? Make a podcast tell, that why, you know the, what? the barrier for entry is so low What do you got to lose? Dan, don't step on people's dreams But if your friend is interested in, in Making a podcast, don't recommend the flop house To them as the thing they should make We're doing that already yeah, We're already, uh-huh, we're already doing that recommend Because it to, your friends your friends will probably do it better And that will make me feel bad Yeah,
0: no, Just tell them to listen to it as just like You know, to research uh, and, but but research where they have to uh you know uh support all our sponsors anyway, for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. Oh, thank you, Dirty Dan
2: McCoy. It's me, Stuart Wellington, saying goodbye.
1: <laughs> and this is the first half of Elliot Kalen. You'll see the second half of Elliot Kalen in our next episode. Your butt. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, my butt. The end. <laughs> What? Oh no, I I watched Tom Clancy's Justice League. (laughs) Because he puts his names (laughs) on a lot of stuff that he didn't actually write. (laughs) MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture.
0: Artist owned. Audience supported.